Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jennifer McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Well, hey guys. Welcome to church. So glad that you're here today. As Sean said, we are um, going into small group connect today. It's going to be a great Sunday. Happy Valentine's Day. I just want to share the love with all of you. Hope you're feeling real love today. We've got a lot of single people in the room today, so maybe maybe there's some connections that are going to happen. Just saying small group connect after church on Valentine's Day. I don't know if I were you. I might, I might try to do something about that. Uh, but we're so glad to continue in in this series on, thank you, Sean, what a, what a man right there. That's my Valentine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to wrap up this series that we have been doing since we've launched the church called Imagine. We talked about on launch Sunday, imagining a life of more and this plan that God has for you. And then we talked about imagining a peace that would never run out. And I don't know about you, but I really needed that message. And I hope that impacted so many of your lives. And then last week was really powerful, imagining just this unfailing love. And there's so many stories that we've heard that have came out of last week of just really the lives that just were touched by God's love. And so I'm just honored to wrap this series up. Um, we're going to talk today about imagining, imagining a church that feels like home. And you know, this is how we're going to make it happen. It's by our relationships. You know, uh, a, a home, um, unless you live by yourself, most of the time has people in it, right? Like friends or family or you live with roommates. But there's something about a home that it happens by connection and by relationships. So today is this small group Sunday. And what we're going to hopefully do by the end of today is that if you're here and you don't know anybody and you don't have a friend, that you walk out of today with a friend. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about relationships in general. Um, you would probably be among the many that would say you know that relationships relationships change you. Um, they either change you for the better or they change you for the worse. And you've probably been in some of those relationships. And we just want to talk today about how we need to get into, into relationships. And you know, some of you have um, probably dealt with some disappointment in your life before. Um, you don't have to raise a hand, but if you have been in this room and you have been disappointed or negatively impacted by a relationship, you're not alone. You're not alone. You know, and oftentimes when that happens, when we've been impacted in a negative way by a relationship, we begin to think our most important relationship is numero uno. And so we'll say, well, you know, I'm not going to get into that relationship because I got to look out for me. You know, I got to take care of me. Don't y'all know that me is the most important person? And while that's true, you can't do life alone. And you might say, well, hey, I'll be your friend until I see you say that thing on social media. Or, hey, I'll be your friend until the next best friend comes along. But whatever that is, you've been impacted 
possibly, and you've decided that you want to just do life all on your own. You get in this attitude of it's all about me, and and I just want to be transparent with you guys today. This season that we have went through, and I think, I mean, probably you're probably getting sick of us saying that, but the season that we've went through of just isolation that we have had to do, we've we've had to isolate, and I get that, Um, but we have become so used to being isolated that we've forgotten that we need each other to survive. And you know what? Maybe you walked in here today and you've been so used to being on your own. You've been so used to not talking to people that you didn't even know how to have a conversation with someone. I was just telling somebody a second ago, I'm like, go up and talk to that person. Just go, just go, just go say hi to them. You know, but we've gotten so used to not doing that. And so I want to help you today, hopefully, get out of your comfort zone and get into relationship. If we are going to have a church, the sign that's right over there that says, welcome home. If we are going to have a church that feels like home, we're going to have to get used to being in relationships. Honestly, guys, I think like Sean and I were just talking about this yesterday. When you see somebody that you've never seen before, you come in here, if you call this place your home and you see someone that you've never seen before, you should be so pumped to go talk to them. You should be like, oh my gosh, I don't know you. Hey, what's your name? You you look so cool. Can I meet you? Like, I want to be your friend. Like we should be so excited when someone new walks in here because what we're doing is we're giving someone an opportunity, first of all, of course, to meet Jesus, but to get into community. And that's what we need. Honestly, guys, we need each other. We cannot do this without each other. The scripture Ecclesiastes 4.8, which Sean read a few weeks ago, says, There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. And see, this man was, he set his eyes on wealth. And he set his eyes on things that were to gain maybe success. But he was all alone. And because he was all alone, he was never content with what he had. And I'm just saying, you can be the wealthiest person in this room, but if you're all alone, you're not content. Did anybody ever watch like the, um, not the Three Stooges, the, 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 the ducks, you know, the duck show, the cartoon duck show, and there was the uncle, and he was really wealthy, and they had the three nephews. What was his? DuckTales, DuckTales. So like Uncle Scrooge, he had all this money. Like he had a room full of gold coins, but he was grumpy and he was mean because he was all alone. But when, when these three nephews came into his world, it all changed. I just thought of that on the moment. I loved that show. That was a great show. Um, there's a reason why, guys, in prison, there's such a thing as solitary confinement because it's torture. It's torture to our souls. We need to be in relationship. UCLA did this study a few years ago that said when you have regular interactions with friends, it can counteract daily stress. So what actually happens is when you engage with someone, it releases this good feeling hormone called oxytocin. And so you feel better. Like if you interact with a friend, do you feel better? Yeah, it's like it's an it's a scientific fact. We need to be in relationship with each other. So getting into good relationships is going to be one of the best steps you can take. And so even as I'm saying this today, there are probably several of you in here that are saying all of these reasons and excuses why you can't. 
You're like, well, yeah, you don't know, though, because I had this, and, and this happened. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to talk about a couple of those reasons, and then hopefully I can give you no more excuses. So the first one that I think many of us might say why we don't get into relationships is just naivety. So maybe you're in this room today and you didn't know that you needed to be in relationship with someone. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you didn't know that it wasn't good to be all alone. You know, we live in this um, Muhammad Ali city, right? Anybody know who Muhammad Ali is? I thought we lived in Louisville. Okay. Um, You know, there's a story, you've probably heard this before, where he was on a plane and the flight attendant came up to him and said, "Um, sir, you need to put your seatbelt on. And he said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she looked back at him and she said, yeah, but Superman don't need no airplane. And so we need each other. We can't do it alone. First of all, none of us are Superman, okay? Even people need help. Super, super people, super people need help. <laughs> so we can't do it all alone. So you may have said, well, I didn't know. Well, now you know. So you can't walk out of here today and say, I didn't know I didn't need to be in good relationships. You need to be in good relationships. The second one is temperament. Um, Maybe some of you say, oh, I'm just awkward and I'm introverted. Well, guess what? So are we. We're a little weird, aren't we? We're a little awkward. We're a little, that's okay. You know what? Sean is super introverted, but guess what? He needs to be in relationship. So your temperament is not an excuse for not being in a small group. It's not an excuse for not being in relationship. Fear is a reason that a lot of us say. You know, many of us, especially after what we have went through the past year, are afraid. We're just honestly afraid to be around people again. And so if that is you, one, let me tell you that there is a group for you today that will make you not be afraid, okay? But the other thing is too, like a fear often comes from something that you don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. And so let me just assure you, in our small groups, maybe you're afraid of what might happen. Let me just tell you, it's gonna be people that get together, they're gonna hang out, they're gonna talk, maybe they'll share in God's word a little bit, there'll be prayer, there'll be encouragement. What will not happen is, you won't have to sit around in a circle You won't have to get in the middle of that and share your deepest, darkest sins. You won't walk into the kitchen and the only drink is Kool-Aid. Okay? There's no reason to be afraid. And hey, I get it. Honestly, I get it. Fear often comes from what we don't understand. And so I just want to help you. I want to help you today understand what can happen in relationships. The next one is um, past experiences. You know, maybe something has happened in your past where you've been hurt and you've been burned. And I just want to say, like, there's a very real enemy of our souls. And what might have happened in a bad relationship that you were burned by or you were broken by, the enemy can use to distract you from what God really wants for your life and what God really wants for you for every person in this room is to be in relationship. He does not want you to live life alone because you can't do it. And so maybe past experiences, but I would just ask today, even in this moment, that you would just ask God right now, Lord, that you would help me to heal from the brokenness that I've experienced so that I can step into more of what you have called me to do. 
You know, another thing that many people say, and if you're a mom in this room, I'm going to get some amens on this. You might say, I'm just so busy. I mean, like, I'm just busy. Don't you know that I work from home now, and I have four kids, and they don't ever sleep, and I have to cook, and I have to clean, and then I have to engage, and amen, amen. Like, just we're busy, right? I get that. Hey, listen, even just this past week, we had some people that invited us out to dinner, and I was tired because we were busy, and snow caused Samuel's school to be out last week, and so there was a lot of things that we were doing, and I didn't want to go. I'll just be really honest with you. I did not want to go, but when I walked out of that dinner, I was more refreshed and more alive than I had been in days, and so busyness, while it's a very real thing, and it's a badge of honor that a lot of us wear, We're just so busy, and it makes us feel really cool and powerful. But relationships are more important than our busyness. And so the Bible talks a lot about just being wise with our time. And so I just want to encourage you, if you say busyness is something that you um, just can't overcome today, Just look at your schedule and say, hey, what could I rearrange to make a small group work? Today, after service, when you connect at small group, you're going to see that there are so many different small groups at so many different times that are all kinds of different interests. Sean's doing a bowling group. It's going to be super legit and fun. Um, But there's all kinds of things that you can get involved in. So make the effort to look at your schedule and see what could I do to make this work. So relationships. That's what we're going to talk about. So gave you a few reasons why maybe you think that you can't get into a relationship. And I just want to give us all a few steps today that I think one of these applies to everyone. And maybe multiple of these will apply to you today. Um, In 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11, it says this. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray Above all, you know, anytime the scripture says above all, what do you think you should do? Like, you think you should like lean in a little bit? Because if like the Bible says above all, I think that probably means something. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I'm just going to say like, if you love people really well, if you just love, 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 it will cover over a lot of issues and it will give you protection too. Hey, I'm, this summer I had a, I was driving down the road and I passed out while I was driving. Um, it was just the grace of God that I'm alive, honestly. And then I came to, and it was terrifying. And, um, Sean got home and rushed me to the ER, but I had a friend that showed up on the door to care for Samuel without a moment's notice because we are in a love relationship with each other. And so love will cover over a multitude of sins. Love will cover up when you're a jerk because we are people, right? And we're not perfect. And sometimes we do things that are not nice. And if you're in relationship and you love each other deeply, it can cover a multitude of sins. And so the scripture goes on to say, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one 
should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things, so it said, above all, love each other, so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So above all, love each other so that in all things God can be praised. And so, like I said, I think there's some things we're going to talk about today that at least one of these things applies to everyone and maybe all of them apply to you. But we're going to just talk about some steps. If we're really going to be a church... If this is going to be a place that feels like coming home, that there's some steps that we need to take and record in according to our relationships. The first one is by cultivating our important relationships. Hey, we all have some critical relationships in here. I don't care who you are, what stage of life you're in, you all have some very important relationships. Maybe it's your parents, Maybe it's your siblings, it's your spouse, it's your children, but we all have these relationships that just will not just stay there. That like if you leave your kids on the back burner, you're going to look up six months from now and they're not going to be the same. If you leave your marriage on the back burner and you forget about it and you go on with your life and you're just busy and you just do and you do and you do, you're going to look up one day and your marriage is not going to be the same. It's not going to look the same anymore. Every great relationship, think about it, just in your mind right now. Think about a really great relationship you have. Did it happen on accident? No, it happened on purpose. Every great relationship we have happens on purpose. You know, in fact, when God talks about relationships, he likens it to a body. In Colossians 2.19, he says, the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. So you have to focus on these connecting points, these connecting points in our relationships. And just like when we talk about our physical body, that we have to care for it, right? Like we need to like drink water and we need to rest. And sometimes Sean comes home and he's like, I have a headache. And I'm like, did you drink any water today? No, but I had six cups of coffee. Like, that's not healthy. Like, we have to care for our bodies. We need to move it every once in a while. Just saying. Um, Because if you don't, what will happen? You'll look up six months from now, and I promise you, your body will not look the same as it did six months before that. I mean, I'm just telling you. Sometimes I'm like, I, I know I'm old, but man, just like things don't look the same anymore. You know? And the same thing goes for our relationships. We have to look at them constantly and work on them and fix them before they need fixing. You know, it would be really cool as pastors if people came to us and were like, hey, um, I just want to like have an appointment with you to fix my marriage. And if we were like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they're like, oh, nothing. Just like, we just want to work on it. We want to work on it before something happens. We want to work on it before something falls apart. So spend time with those critical, important relationships. If you have kids, how many people in here have kids today? A lot of people have kids. 
Okay, so I'm going to give you a really cool tip that I learned from a parenting blog I follow. This could go for anything, but it's really cool for kids. Um, We're all busy, right? And we're all connected to our phones constantly. So something I learned, and it's really special, um, one time a day, tell your child, hey, you know what, Samuel, for the next 15 minutes, mommy's going to put away everything. I'm going to put away my phone, and we're going to sit here and whatever you want to do for the next 15 minutes. It's mommy and Samuel time. And I'm just telling you, like, when you pour in, it pays dividends, do we have any, like, financial people in here, like, that like to, like, talk about stocks? And I don't know anything about any of that, okay? But I do know that, like, if I just think about even, like, my bank account, I can't withdraw anything <laughs> if there's nothing in there. And so it goes for relational equity, too. Like, we have to pour in so that if we ever need to make a withdrawal, there's something in there. And so your critical relationships, you have to stir and fla- fire the flame, I don't know why I got tongue-tied on that, but um, hey, and if you're a teenager here today, I know we've, we've been seeing a lot of students, and you may say, well, I don't have any kids, and I don't have a, a spouse, um, but you do have a parent, and I'm just telling you, if you, if a teenager came up to their parent and said, hey, mom, hey, hey, Holly, hey, Denny, well, the, the, I'm, I don't think they would call you that. That would be weird. Maybe they do. Maybe they call you by your first name. I don't know. Um, if they were like just legitimately like, I want to spend 30 minutes with you uninterrupted and just talk. Do you know what that would do for a parent? Like if a teenager said, I want to intentionally spend time with you. So cultivate important relationships. Just please, guys, just don't wait too long because the fire will burn out. It will. And yeah, God, he heals and he, we have seen him restore marriages and we have seen him restore broken families, but just why wait? Just why wait? You know, I know it's old school, um, but let me just tell you, there are so many people that we see constantly that their marriages are falling apart and there are some old school values and old school things that we could do just to connect it's important. Your, your important relationships are vital. And so today, it's Valentine's Day. So whether it's your child or your husband or your wife or whatever, even if it's a friend. Hey, Galentine's Day was yesterday. If you need it to be Galentine's Day, if you've got buddies. But whatever it is, make a plan today of how this week, hey, we may be snowed in tomorrow how you're going to make some intentional time to add a log to the fire. The second thing is um, that we can all take a step maybe today. I actually really believe there's somebody in here today that needs this, that um, when we take a step to restore broken relationships. You know, many of you have experienced this, and I think there's, I, I know for sure there's somebody right now in the room that's feeling that, that you feel the pain of a broken relationship. And I'll just say the pain of unresolved conflict, like the pain of an unresolved relationship is greater than the pain that it will take to resolve that conflict. I'll say that one more time. Like the pain of an unresolved conflict in a relationship is greater than the pain that it's going to take to restore that relationship. And you don't, it's not your responsibility how they respond. 
And so if you make a step to restore a broken relationship and they don't respond in the correct way, that's not your responsibility. What it is, though, is to restore. As the scripture says in Romans 12, 7, 18, do not repay anyone evil for evil. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And you know what? You may say, you don't get it. You don't know what I've went through. And you're right, I don't. I don't know. But what I do know is that it's a choice. Someone gave me this example a few years ago when I was suffering through a lot of bitterness and frustration. And they said, you know what it's like what you're doing right now? By holding on to this bitterness and this unforgiveness, it's like you're lighting yourself on fire. And you're expecting the person that you're mad at to die of smoke inhalation. But who's really getting hurt? Me. I'm the one that's on fire. So take the time to restore broken relationships. The third thing is to let go of harmful relationships. And I'm just going to say right now, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me back in that room back there that someone in this room today has a harmful relationship that you need to let go of today. Like today. Um, Maybe you're married and you're having a relationship with someone that's outside of your marriage that's inappropriate, you need to let go of it today. Maybe you're just in a very, just an unhealthy relationship, honestly. You need to ask God to speak to your heart really clearly right now in this moment that he would give you wisdom and clarity of what steps you need to take. You know, maybe it's not something really bad like that. Maybe you're just in a circle of friends that drag you down. Like maybe you're just around people that are negative all the time. Like they just want to gossip and they want to talk bad and they want to just like tell you all the things that are wrong with all the things that you're involved with. I don't, I'm like, just let go of that. I'm not saying you be mean to people. I'm not saying that you're like, bump you. I don't ever want to talk to you again. But what I am saying is that it is important that you are in healthy relationships. Proverbs 27, 19 says, a mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. This is an old school saying, but it says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And so the people that you surround yourself with, it's like looking into a mirror. And so I want you, I want all of you to be in relationships that will reflect goodness, that will reflect God. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. That's why we want to get you in a small group today. We want you to be around people that are just like, they're going to encourage you. They're going to, they're going to push you forward in wisdom. I don't want you to be surrounded by fools. I don't even like that word. Such a, just don't be a fool, you know? Get in a small group. Just kidding. I didn't say that. That's not what I meant to say. I didn't mean you're a fool. Just don't be companion with fools, okay? Um, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? This word yoked, um, oftentimes I think people get this misconstrued. It doesn't mean um, that you can't be around unbelievers. The word yoked means an in common fellowship. And so what I am saying is like, 
Yes, we are called to be salt and light in this world. We are called to be around darkness. We are called to bring God's light to everyone around us. But the scripture does say to not be yoked with people who are going to drag you down. And yoked means to be in common fellowship. So maybe you today need to decide, hey, you know what? There's somebody in my really close inner circle that maybe I just need to like spend a little less time with. That doesn't mean I can't still be their friend. That doesn't mean I don't want to still like show God's love to them because that's what we're called to do. But they just drag me down. And so today, I want you to think about what harmful relationships do you have in your life that you need to let go of? That you need to walk out of here again in the most God-loving, honoring way because we are called to love people I don't ever want you to hear that I'm saying that we walk out of here and we're like, yeah, get out of my life. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is that there are, some, there are some relationships that are dragging you to a place that God never intended you to go. And so today you need to make a choice to let go of some things that are harming you. And the last thing is, this is the step I think every single person in this room, we can all take this step, and that's to enter into new significant relationships. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And so here's four relationships, I think, that we could all take to enter into this year, into 2021. Like, here's the little, like, I used to, um, I work at a college, used to work at a college and like every meeting I have with a student, I'm like, I want to give them a step. So here's your steps, guys. This is, we can all do this today. Four relationships. The first one is relationship with the church. That sounds self-serving, right? I don't mean that. If this is not the church for you, that's okay. There's a lot of really great churches in Louisville. But what I am saying is, I think this year in 2021, to live out the life that God has for you, you need to enter into a relationship with a church. And can you have a relationship with God without going to church? Absolutely. Totally. Do I think it's like all that he has for you? No. Do I think like you'll, there'll be a little part of your life that will just be um, a little empty if you're not in community? Yeah, I do. And so enter into a relationship with the church. Don't just go to church. Um, many of us, um, this is just, yeah. Um, many of us just go. And, and that's great. And if you have, are here today and you're visiting, I'm not trying to be hard on you. I, what, I, what I do want to say is that, like, I think I've just, we have seen so many people, like, when you get into a church and you run the play of the church, like, um, I'm, the Super Bowl was the last weekend. I don't know anything about sports. But I also know there's, like, playbooks, right? And, like, you run the play. And if you run the play well, like, maybe there's a touchdown. I honestly don't even know what happened last week in the Super Bowl. Somebody won. Brady won, Brady won. Um, but when you run the play, something good can happen. And so I'm just asking you, like, whatever church it is you decide to make your home, get involved and run the play. Just everything that they say that they have to offer, just, just try it. Just try it out and see what might happen. The second thing is a relationship with a small group. That's why we're doing small group launch today. It's just pretty cool it launched on Valentine's Day, too. I think that's really special that we all get to, you know, just do this together, just enter into relationship. Life change happens. We believe that life change happens in the context of relationships. It really does. Encouragement will happen. 
you'll get strengthened, you'll get challenged. You know, a few years ago when we lived in Mississippi and um, the second miscarriage that Sean and I went through, um, and I didn't know that I wanted to live anymore and I didn't know how I would keep going. And guess who showed up on my door with a casserole and just like left it on the front porch? They didn't even say anything to me. And guess who sent me a message and didn't like literally just prayer? Not I'm thinking of you, but like literal little prayer. And guess who like a few weeks after that, when I was finally ready to like come back into society again, like sat with me at a coffee shop and just let me cry and talk. It was my small group. And guys, this was a small group of young adults that we were leading and they showed up. And so small groups are where you will get encouragement. They're the people when you lose your job that you can call and just say, I'm having a bad day. Being in relationship changes things. Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So you would just get in a small group and you would just carry each other's burdens. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. It's this picture that just when you're in this close relationship, that it through encouragement and correction, that your skills to handle life's challenge, they're just sharpened. And I want that. So today we've got 23 small groups, 23 small groups, And these leaders that want to pour out their lives for you and to be in relationship with you. Can it be awkward at the beginning? Sure, yeah, totally. But I just promise you, if you give it a chance, they will be the relationships that will change your life for the better. The next one is relationship with the team. I think everybody needs to be on a team. Like if you're going to run the play and you're going to be a part of it, you need to be on a team. Somebody this week went through something really hard, faced a severe loss this week. And I saw them when I walked in this morning with a smile on their face because they were serving and they were serving on a team. They were with someone. I'm just saying like those things don't go away. Those hard things don't go away. The loss doesn't go away, but they got to do something together. And while we all have great gifts on our own, let me just say it this way. When you do something together, your gifts are exponentially expanded. So whether it's on the parking team or the first time guest team or the worship team or the setup and teardown team, whatever that is, just want to encourage you. Like if you're going to run this play to get in a relationship with a team. And the last one is a relationship with God. Last, but definitely not least. You know that all of this begins with a true relationship with him. Guys, I'm like honestly all the time blown away that the God of the universe wants to be in relationship with me. He doesn't need me, but he wants to know me. He wants to talk to me. He wants to be there when I've had a hard day. And so if you have never had that relationship, maybe you've been coming to church for years and you've just been going through the motions and Or maybe today is the first time you've ever walked into church. I I would be naive to think that there might not be someone here today. And you've never really experienced true relationship. It's the difference between religion and relationship. And a true relationship with God is life-changing. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. 
If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlu.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.